Blog Talk Radio. Not the might, not the power, by your spirit, God, in your spirit, God, not by might, not by power, by your spirit, God, in your spirit, God, not by might, not by power, by your spirit, God. In your spirit, God. Hallelujah. You just tuned in to Voice of Truth Worldwide Ministry here on Block Talk Radio. We are here every Sunday at the same time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Call a neighbor, call a friend, text them, email them, tweet them, hit them on up on Facebook and let them know that we're on the air live. We want to welcome our listeners to the service today, whether by web or by phone. We are so glad that you took time out of your busy day to be a part of the service today. We want to welcome our new listeners. Amen. We want to welcome you, and we do hope and pray that you will continue to listen every Sunday here on Block Talk Radio. Here at Voice of Truth, we will open up the prayer line for prayer. And at this time, the prayer line is open if you desire prayer. Amen. We just ask for your location and your prayer request um, and not your name. We are worldwide ministry, and people listen all over the world. And we don't want you to put your business on Front Street. Amen. We just thank God for this day. This is a day that the Lord has made. And he is an awesome, awesome God. We have to give honor. We have to give glory. We have to give praise in the name of Jesus. We just thank God for all things because God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly with all that we could ever ask or think. He is an awesome God. He is a God that is able to do exceedingly. In abundance, all that we have to ask for things. So we got to just continue to believe in God. At this time, if you need prayer, you can press the one at this time. And I will bring you in for prayer. Amen. To God be the glory. I don't see anybody with their hand raised, so we're going to keep it moving. Amen. What's the truth here? We will read you the word of God. And we will give you, we will bring forth the message of God, amen, for the people of God. So we just give God all the glory and all the honor for the message today. And I'm going to go ahead and open us up in general prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory. We magnify your name, for thou art worthy, Lord of all of our praises. We thank you for this day. We allow we thank you for allowing us to see another day. We thank you, God, for waking us up this morning. Somebody didn't wake up this morning, God, but you allowed us to wake up and start us on our day. Lord, we thank you for the word that is coming forth, oh God. Let us be a doer of your word and not just a hearer, God. I ask Father God in the name of Jesus that you will bless each and every person under the sound of my voice. I pray that you will cover them under the blood of Jesus, those that listen live and those that come back in the archive. Oh, God, let not one person hear me, but hear the voice of truth, the spirit of truth that speaketh through the servant. 
God, we thank you for this word, and we release this word even now in the atmosphere. Lord, your word declares that when you release a word, amen, to God, that it will do exactly what you intended for it to do. So, Lord, we just give you praise, and we just give you honor. We ask that you will save souls even now, Lord, all over the land for your glory. Let your name be glorified. Lord, we pray that you will bring them out of darkness, bring them out of sin, and bring them to your mom's light. We thank you for Jesus, his broken body, and the blood that he shed it, that we might live and have life in every area of our life. We thank you, God, that you are a God that loves us with an everlasting love. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for demonstrating and showing us how much you really loved us, God. Help us to love one another, God, according to your word. Love ye one another. Lord, we thank you right now. Help us to do it, God, in the name of Jesus. We ask you to bless our enemies, oh God, even now, God, those that curse us, those that have come against us, those who have worked all manner of evilness against us. We ask you, Lord, to bless them even now in the name of Jesus. We pray, Father God, that they will receive you you and become a disciple of Christ. We pray, Father God, that you will open up their eyes to see the true light of God. And we give you all the praise and all of the glory, God, for every soul that's saved, oh God. We thank you for your word. We give you glory, honor, and praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. To God be all of the glory, not by my might, nor by my power, but by his spirit, the spirit of God. Amen. Today, the message will come for Exodus. Amen. And if you listen to me, you know that Exodus is my favorite book. I love the book of Exodus. It's a book that shows the power of God. It's a book that shows how God loved his people and how he delivered his people. And I'm going to um, tell the story, but I'm also going to read some key scriptures. Amen. And I'm going to start in Exodus 3. And uh, I'm going to start at verse number seven, and the word of God reads, and the, and the Lord said, I am surely, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by the reason of their taskmaster, for I know their sorrows, and I am come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians. And to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, and the Alarites, and the Perizzites, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, all of the Jites. That's right, y'all. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I shall go into Pharaoh, and that I shall bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly, I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. 
when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and say unto them, God of your father hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shall thou say unto the children of Israel, I am, have sent me unto you. And God said, Moreover unto Moses, Thou shalt. Thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, have sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. I'm going to stop reading right there, but that's our key scripture um, here in book number three. And God says in verse 8, I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians to bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large land unto a land flowing with milk and honey. The title of our message today is the move of God, the move of God. God says, I am coming down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptian, the move of God. When I come, I always come with a message from the living God. It's not my word, but it's God's word. I'm just a messenger of the living God and for the living God. Let's take a moment and just kind of talk about Moses. Moses here in Exodus uh, had met God, and he was at the burning bush, he was on holy ground. Now God has called and called and chosen Moses to be a mouthpiece of God, a messenger of God. He was a true prophet of God. He was sent by God to the house of Israel who were in bondage and under the bondage of the Egyptian and Pharaoh. The move of God would come because God had sent forth the prophet in the land. And the move of God would come to pass by a prophet or a prophetess that God has sent and chosen into your life. That's when the move of God will take place in your life. It must be a true prophet of God. And God moved for the children of Israel. Uh, if you know the story of the children of Israel, when Joseph lived, uh, in the scripture, it tells us that in that day, Joseph was over the land of Egypt. And when that Pharaoh died, he did not know of Joseph. And so the people from that time on was in bondage for 430 years. And the word of God said that God had heard the cry. He had seen the affliction. He had seen the oppression. He had seen the things and the evil things that were done against the people of God. So he sent forth the prophet with directions and instructions for the people of God. Uh, God still has prophets today. I don't know where we lost the fact that God doesn't have prophets, that he don't have prophetess in the land. God does, and he still does today. 
uh, as I was talking to Apostle the other day, the prophet Yvonne, and we were talking, it's the same game. God's words never change, it, but it's just different players. This was in the day of Moses. This was the, in the day of Pharaoh and the Egyptian, the children of Israel. But today we are God's people, and we are God's church. And God is about to do a move of God for the people of God today. You know, the move of God, what is the move of God? The move of God is a move by his spirit, not by my might, not by your might, but by his, and he sends his spirit. He says, I come down to deliver my people. He makes a move, a move him by himself, himself, he comes himself because he said, I come down. In other words, I'm going to do it myself for my people. By his power, by his might, by his strong right hand, he shall show and declare who he is. And that's what we're going to see in this uh, book of Exodus, the move of God. When the Lord himself is in the midst of the land, when the Lord, thou God, in the midst of you, there will be a move of God. The move of God is the favor of God towards his people. It's his blessing towards his people. It brings his financial uh, blessing and favor. The move of God causes everything that is holding you back from coming out of bondage Anybody that's trying to come against you, anybody that's trying to hold you in bondage, God himself is coming down to deliver you, and they are going to release you. They're going to let you go. See, the Bible says here in the word of God that when God sent forth the prophet and the prophet, the prophet was sent with the instruction. And without a prophet, you really need a prophet in your life. And I'm not talking about a false prophet. I'm talking about a true prophet of God because the only the move of God will only move by a true prophet of God. The move of God is, is making a move in your life to show his power to declare who he is and who you belong to. The move of God will set you free from bondages. It will set you free from oppression. It will set you free from strongholds. My testimony is nine years ago, God set forth Apostle Prophet Yvonne in my life. This is when the move of God began to start operating in my life because, first of all, she is a true prophet of God. She was sent by God. She was anointed by God. She was chosen by God, and he sent forth a prophet unto me. You know, a lot of times you hear me talking about the testimony where I was in the deepest and the darkest part of the valley in which I was, but when the prophet came, when the prophetess came, the move of God began to happen in my life, and everything was just trying to hold me down in bondage, everything that was trying to keep me in that place, it had no authority, it had no place, because God had sent forth the prophet. I don't know anything, you know, when I came, let's go right here, when I came unto Apostle Yvonne Ryle and Pastor Joseph Ryle, when I came unto them, I knew nothing about prophets of God. I came out of religion. I had a religious spirit. So I didn't understand anything about prophets. I didn't understand anything about the spirit of God. I didn't know anything about 
a prophet? What do a prophet do? What what was the how they operate? I didn't know any of those things. So when the move of God comes, the move of God comes to get you in a place of deliverance. You can't get delivered on a religion. You you can't get delivered on a false prophet. Can't get delivered. And there's many. You can't get delivered on an antichrist spirit. You cannot get delivered. You must have the move of God, which will come through a true prophet or a true leader of God. And God has women prophets and their prophets. You don't just have me. And the move of God never will come in your life from a false prophet antichrist only under a true prophet of God. There's no move of God if there's not a true prophet, a true leader of God. Nothing will never change in your life. There will be no deliverance. And we see it every day. We see people churching it every day. But the move of God is not happening in their life because they're not in a place where the spirit of God is operating. So there's no deliverance. They're still living in sin. They're still in bondage. They have strongholds, and they're living in darkness. There are many prophets in the land, but all of them are not true prophets of God. They're after your nickels and your dimes, and you're not getting any deliverance. But the Bible tells us that when God set forth Moses, Moses, if you know the story of Moses, Moses grew up in the land of Egypt. He grew up in the palace, but he chose to give it all up to be with his people and to do the work of God, if I can paraphrase it that way. Don't make a move yourself. See, the move of God is a move of God himself, not of you. But some of us, we make moves ourselves because we get tired of waiting on God. Now, just look at the children of Israel. The move of God came when the prophet came in the land. They had been in bondage 430 years. So this thing, if they had made that move for their own deliverance, it's time to bring their own self out, time to revenge their own self, we may have a different story today. So don't make a move before God make that move and send the prophet or a true leader unto you because, because you are tired of waiting on God. You know, the promise of God is sure to come to pass. Look, here in the word, 430 years there was abundance. Many had died believing that God was going to send forth a deliverer. Deliverer come, but many people probably had people had died and passed on that were still believing and having faith in God that he would send forth a deliverer, that there would be a move of God and that the people of God would come out of bondage. Don't make that move. And some of us have already made a move, and it was not the move of God. It may have been. You know, some of them made moves in marriages with husband and wife because, and the truth is, it might have been your husband. It might have been your wife, but they wasn't ready. They wanted to move with God, but we moved anyway. With finances, we move and we get stuff that we are not to get. We go into ministry, and, and God ain't called us. God ain't told us. We're operating in ministry. We have made a move, and it's not the move of God. We get houses, we get vehicles, we get loans, we walk in office and ministry and when it's not time because you got to go through the wilderness. You're going to have to go through the wilderness. Moses was in the wilderness. You know, the word of God tells us that if Moses was, um, uh, let's see, he was 80 
about 80 years old, I think, when he came into the land of Egypt. So Moses had been in the wilderness and all of that. The anointing is going to cost you something. The move of God is a move of his spirit, by his spirit. And if we look at uh, the children of Israel, and as I was saying earlier, don't make that move. Don't be like Abraham and Sarah. Don't, don't look at Israel and how if they had a try to deliver themselves, it would have been destroyed. We got to get it right. We got to move only when God tells us to move. We have to move by his spirit. We have to move by God's spirit, not by our spirit. You know, in the word of God, it tells us that when Moses had went to Pharaoh, he said, let God's people go. Let God, let God's people go. And so here, Moses, you know, I bet the Pharaoh probably looking a little crazy at Moses because he knew Moses. He grew up with Moses. So, you know, it was like, okay. I don't, and I'm going to paraphrase it. He's saying to me, I don't even know your God, and I'm not going to let the people go. I, I, don't, I don't know your God. I, I, I'm not going to let them go. And so, you know, Moses as the messenger, and he's coming up to him and telling him, hey, this is what God is saying. So God sent Moses. God sent him into Egypt. God gave him a Moses an assignment. And in this in, in this book of Exodus, you will see signs, miracles, and wonders, and some people call them plagues. But Moses was sent to be the deliverer. He was the messenger that was sent in the land of Egypt. It was a land of bondage. It was a hostile environment for the people of God. The people of God was working in front of the, the taskmasters of of the Egyptians, and, and, and the Bible tells us, and look, let me tell you something. Can I tell y'all this? When the move of God begins to move in your life, there will always be a battle. It will always be a fight. And if you can read in your own devotion of time, uh, chapter 5, we're going to talk about it. Let's see here. And I'm going to read verse number 2. And Moses said, I'm in chapter 5, Who is the Lord that I shall obey his voice and let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither would I let Israel go. Let the people go from their work. That's what he said. Get you into your burden. And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land now are many, and you make them rest from their burden. And Pharaoh commanded the same day, the taskmaster of the people and their officers saying, You shall no more give the people straw to make bricks. As here too, let them go and gather straw for themselves. And in other words, don't let a tally of bricks, don't let it be less. I'm going to give you more work, but I'm going to make your job hard. Now, I don't know about you. Have you ever been in a hostile environment where you've been on a taskmaster? Now, I, I, I really don't know who your pharaoh is. I don't know who your taskmasters are. I don't know what your land of Egypt is. I don't know who your pharaoh is. But I know that we all go through something. But in the word of God, it says that before the move of God, that they made the job harder for the people of God. They made it harder for the, the Hebrews, the Israelites. They told them, okay, we ain't going to help you out no more. We're going to give you.
impossible for you to do. And we're going to have you working. And we're going to have you working. We know you can't complete it because they knew that if they didn't give them the bricks, the, the, the straw and the stuff that they needed to, to make the bricks, they couldn't, they couldn't meet the quota, as they say today. They couldn't make the quota because they couldn't get the work done because before they could get the work done, they was already giving them something else to keep them from getting the work done. They said, oh, no, the Pharaoh said. And then not only that, the word says they said um, to, to Moses, you know, we, we're gonna, we want them to do the same work. We want the same tally of bricks. We're not going to let them gather their own stuff. Let them, let them do it themselves. And they appointed officers over Israel, which Pharaoh's taskmaster had set over them. Now, I, I, I've seen in places where, where they hire people to, to be over other people and treat the employees and workers any kind of way. Well, the word of God said, let's read it right here, because it's not my word, it's God's word. And the taskmaster hates them, saying, fulfill your work, your task daily, as when there was office of the children of Israel, which Pharaoh, the taskmaster, had set over them, was beaten and demanded. Wherefore, have you not fulfilled your task in the task and the making of the bricks both yesterday and today as heretofore? In other words, okay, we done made your job hard. We done placed somebody over you to make your job hard. And then we're going to tell you that you got to fulfill the task and they weren't able to do it. They couldn't fulfill it the day before and they couldn't fill it that day. But I come to say, in the name of Jesus, the move of God is about to happen for the people of God all over the nation and all over the world. I don't care how long you've been in the land. The Lord thou God shall revenge you. It's according to the word of God. I, I don't, like I said, I, I don't know who your taskmaster is. I don't know who are the Egyptians around you. Uh, Egyptians are set to your enemy. Pharaoh, you know, <laughs> a lot of times, Pharaohs are, are people that are over you, that you work for, taskmasters, people that are placed over you, and they deal with you deceitfully, and they do evil case and evil work against They knew that the children of Israel couldn't fulfill that job. They knew it was impossible because they gave them too much work, and they knew they couldn't fulfill it. They knew they couldn't do it. But what they didn't know, that Jehovah was there with them, and he's always there for them. That's why the word of God said that he heard their cry, he saw their affliction, and he saw the oppression. And so when we look at the word of God, we are the people of God. God loves us, and God is not going to continue to let people run over his house, his children, his house. And the Bible tells them, and I was talking earlier, it said they had no salt given unto their servants. And, and, and they said unto us, make bricks, and behold, our servants are beaten, and, but the fault is in our own people. And then he goes on in the word and tells us that, that the officers had an evil case against the people. In verse number 19, it's not my word, it's the word of God. And he said, ye shall not miss off from the bricks of your daily task. Now, have you ever been under uh, a leadership or uh, under a taskmaster or a boss or supervisor that gives you a daily task that they know they can't complete and expect for you to complete? 
God's people and Moses the prophet. So what when the when all this stuff came, they they didn't have they had water, the Egyptian and water. There were frogs in the land, and not the Egyptian the, the um the Israelites, the children of God, there was no fog, was no light, was no fly, was no disease upon their livestock and, uh, and and men. There was no balls, which are kind of like little souls that come up upon the animals and the beasts, real painful like sores on the body uh, and on the animals. There was no hellfire. I think that hellfire might have been something like rocks of hell because it said it destroyed everything and then everything that the hell fire didn't um destroy the locusts destroyed and then they had the darkness and the killing of the firstborn when the plague began because that was the move of God. And and Pharaoh in 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 the in in the uh story he called for his sorcerers, his magician, um, I would say a spirit of witchcraft. They were operating in it. And so he called them, and some of the things that they did, they the, um, the water, they, they turned it to about, they did something with the frog. But when God did the balls, with the lights, they couldn't do it. And they knew it was the finger of God. And you can read that in verse uh, 18 through 19. In chapter 8, amen, 18 and 19, and you can read that there, amen. And so, uh, you know, you can't operate in witchcraft. That's abomination against God. And it tells in Exodus 22, 18, thou shalt not suffer of which to live. That's the spirit of witchcraft. You cannot operate in it. It's abomination against God. And it said, and Moses said it in the word of God. Go read it, 22, 18. Well, the move of God brought forth all the plagues, and it came upon the people of the enemies of God. And even though the people, God's people, was in the land, that's why right now people are running afraid because of all this other stuff. They're talking about disease in the land. You are a child of God. Yes, we are in the land. But God will protect you in the land no matter what's going on, no matter what's being done. Don't be afraid. Don't let the enemy cast fear upon you. See, Pharaoh, all he was doing is cast fear. All the devil does is cast fear. All of a taskmaster do is cast fear. That's all they do. They try to try to cast fear to make you going to lose something. But you got to believe in God. You got to hold on to your faith. In these evil and last and evil days, we got to hold on to our faith. So we're living in an evil time where people are deceitful and they don't care nothing about God's people. Look, the Bible says, Pharaoh said, oh, I ain't going to let them go. Okay. And every time something came and every time a plague came or one a mirror, whatever one you want to call him, he will call for Moses. And then Moses, the prophet, had to go and then talk to God. I'm just going to say talk to God because I'm trying to get it all in, amen, that, uh, and, and it, was, it would lift up. But his heart was hard. And God said his heart was hard. He allowed his heart to be hard so that God, that God can perform the miracles in the land. And so it's very important that you touch not God's anointed if you don't know if they called or not, don't touch God's prophet. Don't don't do it. The Bible says, "Touch not God's anointed, and do His prophet no harm." Don't do it. Don't touch God's anointed. If you don't believe that they are, then just walk away. 
If you don't believe in that ministry, just walk away. Don't touch the people of God. Because you don't want a move of God to come as it came in the land of Egypt and upon Pharaoh and his servants. You know, uh, I have a question. I have some questions. Are you sinning against God? Because in the word of God, Pharaoh had said unto Moses when Moses had spoke to God, and he said he said he had sinned against God. That's when the hail and the rain was coming down. He said he had sinned yet more against God. Are you sinning against God? Do you not fear the Lord yet? Are you coming against the things of God? Are you dealing this all against the house of God, his work, his ministry, his church, his people, his true prophet and prophetess? Are you trying to keep God's people in bondage and mistreating God's people? Are you refusing to let God's people go? Are you plotting evil against God's prophet and prophetess that he has chosen, his chosen people? Just a thought. I want to leave you with those questions. That's the wrong thing to do. The Bible says that Pharaoh refused to let God's people go. Moses' message never changed. Every time he went to Pharaoh, in other words, what he really was doing, he was giving him a warning. You know, the Bible says, warning come before destruction. Moses' message never changed. He came to Pharaoh every time and told him what God said and said, let God. He was giving him a warning. And he did not heed to the warning. The Bible tells us that the move of God brought the people out of bondage and out of the land. The wrong answer. You know, in chapter 10, and, and as I said earlier, I'm going to try to cover as much as I can. I think we got by maybe 20 minutes, but I'm going to try to cover as much of it as I can. I, I hope to try to finish it today. But when in chapter 10, Pharaoh gives Moses a command of what he said and what should happen for them to leave out the land. Well, of course, that's not so. <laughs> the prophet Moses said and corrected him and said, no. In other words, like I said this way, wrong answer. It ain't going down like that. Not today. This is what's going down, Moses said. Moses said, we coming out with our young and our old. We're coming out with our cattle. We coming out. And God gave Moses the the um, instruction for the people of God. That's why it's very important that you follow the instruction of a prophet, a true prophet of God. Now, if you are no prophet and no move of God has happened and it gave you a day to time and all of that and nothing happened in your life and your life is still the same, you still living in sin, you still living in bondage, you're doing everything you're being bad enough to do, you ain't got no move of God and you ain't changing. Ain't no way you can come to God and not change. It got to be a move of God in your life. God came for our salvation. Salvation, not just like he's delivering them out of abundance, but salvation in every area of your life. So here was Moses, and he told Pharaoh what, um, what how it was going to be, and it was just, just what he said it would be. 
It wasn't going down the way Pharaoh wanted. So sometimes, you know, you can't accept everything everybody tells you. They ain't not a God. They put on their britches the same way you put your they, you put yours on. So we got to know that our God is God, that he's the only true and the living God. He is the great I am. He is God, and he's God all by himself. You know what? And you ain't even got to revenge yourself. Stop it. Don't try to revenge yourself. You know, sometimes we'll do that because we get so mad. <laughs> but don't do it. God is going to revenge you. He's going to revenge you by the move of God. He's going to do it. You ain't got to do it. And, I, you know, Moses had so much confidence. He was a true prophet of God. I tell you, a true prophet of God, woo, I got one. I'm so glad. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, possibly, Pastor. Woo, I love my little y'all. Woo, thank you, Jesus. I wouldn't be where I am right now if it was that, without this woman of God, the prophet of God, the true prophet of God. You got to have one. I, I just don't understand how we got away. Religion, that's what it is. Religion is going to take a whole lot of people to hell. And we need to get it right. The move of God is coming. You can mark it down on your calendar. God don't never bring forth a word if it ain't so. I don't know when it's going to happen in your life, but I know it's surely to happen, just as it did for the children of Israel, just as sure as God sent the prophet. God may send you a prophet in your life. You better recognize. You better know a true prophet when you see one. Stop giving your nickels and dimes, as they always say, to these false prophets. Stop giving them your money, making them woe unto them, misleading God's people. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Now, in chapter 11, we're going to talk about the move of God and the favor of God. Now, the Bible says that not only did Moses tell Pharaoh how it was going to go down, he also told the children of Israel, this, how it's gonna, this, is, that, this is how we're going to do it, and this is how it's going to go down. And so he goes to him. He tells him what God said. And in, and in chapter eleven, and actually in chapter eleven, it actually established Moses as that true prophet of God. It also uh, the people receive the favor of God. And here, let's see what verse is it. Verse two. It says, "Speak now in the ears of the people, and let every man borrow the neighbor, and every man uh, hurt uh, every woman of her neighbor, jewel, silver, and gold, jewel." Um, Jura uh, of silver and Jura of gold, and the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptian. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land. God established Moses as a true prophet of God in the sight of Pharaoh, the servant, and in the sight of the people. You don't have to establish yourself. You don't have to go around and say you're a prophet. You don't have to go around and say you're a prophet. You don't have to go around and say you called to do mission. You don't have to do any of that because God will establish you as a holy man and woman of God. You just got to do the work. You got to keep doing the work no matter how hot the fire gets. You got to keep doing the work. Even if they give you a task that is hard for you to do, you do what you can do on an eight-hour day, and you call it a day. And the Bible says that when they went and they followed the instructions, and they went and they, they borrowed from the Egyptians, and they got everything they needed. So in other words, when they got ready to truly come out of the land of Egypt, they had to go through all these different plagues and different things, but they didn't come out empty. They came out with the stuff that the enemy had stole from them in the first place. They had done cheating them out of wages. They had mistreated the people. They had used the women in ungodly ways. God 
moved by his spirit for the people of God. The Bible says that that midnight, God said unto Moses, and I'm going to read it, verse 4 in chapter 11. And Moses said, thus says the Lord about midnight, he's telling the people, will I go out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne, even unto the firstborn of the maid servant that is behind the mill, and all the firstborn of the beast. And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as none like it, nor shall be like it anymore. But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against a man or beast, that ye may know that the Lord does put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. In other words, not only did God show him favor, God now is within the touch, the very thing that the enemy loves. The very thing. The Bible tells us that the firstborn in the land of the Egyptians and Pharaoh's house started at Pharaoh's house, started at the head. That sit is on their throne and think that they are God. You are not God. The Bible says that Pharaoh, because he thought he was God, and he thought the people belonged to him. And he says, sit us on his throne. But God knew just what to touch to make Pharaoh let the people go. He knew just what to touch to make your enemies leave you alone. He knows just what to touch. He knows what they love. And he's going to touch them. And that's why he said, and not, look what he said, uh, but against any other children of Israel, not, not, a, not a dog, then I say a word. You better even open your mouth. You better not speak a word against God's prophet. You better not speak a word against God's evangelist. You better not speak a word against the people of God. You better not speak a word against an evangelist. Or not the house of God. He said, don't do it. Because God will show you who his children are. He will show you who his prophets and prophets are, who his teachers, who his people are. And he will show you the difference that who is of God. It's going to be a great falling in the land. God's going to show who is truly his. He will show his remnant. Glory be to God. The move of God. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you for the move of God. I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited about it. And the Bible goes on to tell us that when this move of God came, the firstborn, starting at Pharaoh's house, the maidservant, and even the beast in their field died. God know what to touch to make your enemies leave you alone. He knows what to touch to make your enemies thrust you out of the land, just like they did the children of Israel, the Israelites, the Hebrews. 
Then the Bible goes on to tell us that when the move of God came and Pharaoh finally called for Moses again, because he kept calling for Moses after every plague and every sign that happened in the land. And he spoke unto Moses and he spoke unto Aaron. And God had given Moses and Aaron in Exodus 12, he had given them another instruction. And, and he had told them because the move of God was about to happen. And God had gave Moses the instruction for the people because when the destroyer would come in at midnight, the people had to be done what Moses had told them. And so the Bible said that Moses instructed every house to get a lamb. He wanted every house to get a lamb. And then if the house was small or they could get a lamb and they could share the lamb, but they was to kill the lamb. And they were supposed to strike the blood of the lamb over the two side posts of the of the upper door of their houses where they lived and ate. And then they had to eat the, the rest of the meat. But it told them how to put it over the mantle. And they had to do that. And they could not go through. But it says in the word of God, it says, For I will pass through the land of Egypt. And I'm reading that 12 and 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will spite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both male and beast, and against all the gods, the little g gods of Egypt. And I will execute judgment. This was judgment. The move of God is a judgment against the enemies of God, against his people. He says, I am the Lord. I am the Lord God. And then the, and it goes on to say, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the house where you are. So that's why we got to apply the blood of Jesus and plead the blood of Jesus over our door and our doorposts, over our mantles, of our home. We got to cover our children under the blood of Jesus. We got to cover our ministries under the blood of Jesus. We got to cover our finances under the blood of Jesus. See, here in the word of God, they had a lamb because Jesus had not came and died upon the cross and risen again. But now we have to apply the blood or plead the blood over what we own in this world. And actually, really, truly, all things belong to God. We really own nothing in the world, but what he allowed us to have in the world and use in the world, we got to plead the blood over it. We got to plead the blood. We need to start pleading the blood over us when we go in and out. We need to start pleading the blood over our children when they go to school because some of these schools, there's some serious stuff going on. So we got to learn how to pray for our children, not just our children, pray for other people's children, cover these children under the blood of Jesus. We got to do just as Moses told them to do because he told them when when the blood when the blood is put over the doors and the mantles and over the doors and the side of the door, then the destroyer will pass by. So whatever's in the land, whatever going on in the land, you got to apply the blood and plead the blood over your house and your property. You got to plead the blood of Jesus from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Plead it over your vehicle. Plead it over your property. Plead the blood over the herbs on your ground because the enemy will even come in and try to start the herbs 
your ground. So you got to plead the blood of Jesus. Don't eat everything that everybody gives you. You cover, you pray. God will tell you what to eat and not to eat. We are in the last and evil days. And we have got to know the move of God in our lives. And we got to get it right because we're living in the last and evil days. We got to learn how to plead the blood of Jesus. Just as Moses told them, before the destroyer comes, before it comes in the land, it will go like a spirit. And it comes and it will go kill the firstborn of Pharaoh's house, the his servants, and and the beast in the field, the firstborn of everything in the land. But it was gonna pass by their house. That's why when you plead the blood of Jesus over your house, no matter what's in the land, don't let it cast fear upon you. You make sure that you're covered before you go out that door. Your house every day. Before you go to your job, you make sure that you're covered under the blood of Jesus. You pray before you go. You go. Pray over your children. Pray over according to the word of God. And see, the Bible says that when it came to pass at midnight, the Lord smoked all the firstborn in the land of Egypt from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on the throne. He thought it was God. He thought it was untouchable. And until the, until the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of the cattle, he said there uh, in that, that, let me see, here you go. Uh, verse 30, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. God know what to touch to make your enemy leave you alone. And then as the Bible goes down, uh, and we're still in chapter 12, amen, um, the move of God was still going on, and, and Moses was telling the people, he had already told them to go, he told the children, according to the words of Moses, the people did according to the word of Moses, who was the messenger, who was the prophet, who was sent with the instructions of what to do. We can't do half of what we want to do when the prophet tells you. the prophet tell you, stop right here for a minute. If the prophet tells you that it ain't time, if prophet, the prophet tells you, a prophet tell you, Wait. They ain't ready. He ain't ready. She ain't ready. It ain't time when you get the car. It ain't time when you get the house. It ain't time for you to get that. We need to follow the instructions according to the word of God's prophet. You know, everything God has done for me and the move of God in my life, it came through the mouth of the prophet. Prophet is um Yvonne. And she is a true prophet. And like I said earlier, I did not understand the spiritual things of God. I, I was called to minister in that darkness where I was. I was called to minister. I did not know God that way. I didn't know what an angel of deliverance was. I didn't know if it was a Holy Spirit. I didn't know any of those things. But God came that all of us can have the move of God in our lives. And the reason why we don't have because some people don't believe it is a Holy Spirit. If you don't believe there's a Holy Spirit, there ain't no power in your life. You can't get the move of God if you don't believe in the Holy Spirit. You can't get salvation if you don't know the Holy Spirit. If you don't believe in the Holy Spirit, you cannot be drawn unto God because it's the Holy Spirit that draws you unto God. It's the move of his spirit. So 
for if you don't believe, and like I said, you know, I, I didn't understand it. I, I didn't understand those things because I came out of religion. I didn't understand it. And God sent forth this prophet in my life, and the move of God has changed my whole life. So see, the move of God when it comes, and, and we're following the instruction of our leaders and, our, and the prophet that we have. I have a prophet in my life. I got prophets around me. I got people that can see. I got people that can pray. I got a powerful pastor. Let, let me tell you something. You've got to be in the right place at the right time with the right leaders. If you do not believe in prophet, I want to encourage you to go back and read Exodus. It is a long book. But if you read chapters 3 to 12, you will see the move of God and how God delivered the people. He want to do the same thing for you today. Like Apostle said, it's, 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 um, it's the same game, but it's a different player. We are the people of God of today. And God has prophet today. Get that out of your mind. There is true prophets today and prophetess today. And I'm a living witness that if the true prophet come in your life, the move of God will change your whole life. Suddenly, you will be in place and doing things that you thought you could never do. I'm doing things that I never thought I could ever do. I have written a book, an e-book. I, I am in places. I'm not even, if I can say it this way, I, I got a whole new attitude. I got a whole new attitude. I don't walk the same. I don't talk the same. I don't live that old lifestyle no more because of the move of God, because of God and how he works through his prophet. See, Moses was the messenger of God. Apostle Von Raud is the prophet, the prophetess of God. And God worked through this woman of God with great power. I want to encourage you to get connected to this their ministry without wild worldwide ministry because God is going to do some great work through this woman of God and, and my pastor, this, the man of God. So I want to encourage you to get, get it, get it, get it, get it right. Amen. To God be the glory. We're running out of time, but know that you must have a true prophet for the move of God to happen in your life. Amen. We do hope and pray that you tune into Pathetic Corner today. She's Prophet Martha's first uh, hour of the hour pile and voice of truth is the second. On Tuesday, we have one word from the Lord with my leaders at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Apostle and Pastor. And then on then on Saturday, we have Faith Come By Here in Minutes with Elder Evangelist Birthday Askews at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have not purchased my ebook, I want to encourage you to do that at Amazon.com for $2.99. And I want to go ahead and do the invitation right quick, and hopefully, they won't cut us out. But um, if you do not know the Lord, just say this simple prayer Lord, save me. Whether you are a first time believer, whether you are a backslider, or you're a church goer, just hit me up on Facebook. We want to encourage you to become a wild partner for an offering of $25 or more. I want to encourage you to sow seeds in these ministries. I'm going to go ahead now and do the benediction to God, be all the glory. We thank God for his word now to him that is able to keep them from falling and to present you falling before the presence of his. 
Lord, with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, I say, you be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. Get ready, get ready, get ready for the move of God. Keep doing what you're doing. Know that God loves you. We love you, too, here at Voice of Truth Worldwide Ministry. We meet, meet us here next week at the same place at the same time here on Block Talk Radio at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We love you. Be blessed.